What is the latest that fundraisers need to know about the local United Way? That's our topic today on this first day from the fundraising school. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, joined today by my colleague, Dr. Lori Harlberg, who is in the Charles Stewart Mott Chair on Community Foundations at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And Lori, I know as you study community foundations, you also take a look at United Ways. And so as fundraisers are in their local communities, maybe it's in one city or maybe they fundraise regionally, what do they need to know about what's happening in the United Way world these days? The United Way world has been very dynamic. It's been going through a series of changes, ongoing changes since, gosh, the late 1990s. Mm. Um, so the United Way, through a variety of forces that have been affecting it, um, which we could discuss in detail later, but yeah. basically has been changing their model. They've moved away from a membership model where they make grants to support organizations to looking at supporting those organizations and partnering with those organizations that are really making a difference in their community, community impact. And so this has shifted the United Way model. Uh, this has been in transition for the last two decades. Some United Ways have moved faster, some have moved slower. So as we look across the country, different United Ways and different communities look very different. The United Way has moved really to three priority areas, mm -hmm. health, education, and income stability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but different United Ways in some communities are emphasizing different areas. Uh, the United Way, as part of one of their big changes is they've long been dependent upon workplace giving. Right. And they're trying to change that model as local economies have restructured uh, and corporate giving has changed over time. So we see United Way is trying to expand their definition of what it means to be philanthropic and to be a participant in the United Way system. And so that's live advocate and live united, which is advocate, give and volunteer. So back in the day, uh, they were the community chest. Everybody poured dollars into one place, and these folks were seen as the community leaders who knew where the needs were, and it was not unusual, for example, we're uh, located in Indianapolis for the local United Way to grant out money to 90 or 100 organizations, just broadly across a wide range of wonderful causes making a difference in the world. <coughs> Lori, anecdotally for me, a change came in the late 1990s in my fundraising career when the United Way said, oh, by the way, one more thing, you have to measure for results. You have to show us the impact of your giving. And wonderfully, they created tools and resources. They taught us how to do this. It was very hands-on and very careful. And I wonder, I've always wondered then, did the donor say, United Way, good point. Help us understand your impact. Is that part of this, you talked about the different dynamics that are happening. Is that something that donors were like, hmm, what is the United Way's impact here? Um, it has been. Right, that's been a really powerful tool to be able to measure how community is changing as a result of the gift. And a lot of United Ways have taken leadership in trying to put a dollar value to some of the change that's occurring. Mm -hmm. um, and that's powerful, particularly to corporate givers who understand that language. Um, however, I think that's just been one part of the many changes that are going on. And, and what are some of the others? So one of the big other ones, as I had mentioned, was it's no longer about giving to an organization because they are a partner. When you combine it with this measurement system, it's about giving to those organizations that really can move the needle on important community goals. What role has changing and evolving technology played uh, for the United Way? Because again, back in the day, the United Way is the community chest. We could gather our dollars together. They had the information. Well, now I have the information on my hip, on my phone as a donor, if I want to donate directly. Is technology, how, let me ask you this more open-ended. How big of a role has technology been in this changing world for the United Way? Well, for all giving, 
uh, and giving intermediaries technology has just been transformational. It's going to continue to be so. We don't know where it's going. But donors are really questioning, why should I pay this 18 to 20% overhead to an intermediary when I could just figure this out myself? So what United Ways are trying to figure out is what role can we play? Right, and that's encouraging people to participate in the community in different ways, be advocates on issues, uh, volunteering days. Uh, they're also trying to not just be a leader on information brokering, because all of us can look up information, but it's really being a leadership in community conversations. Yeah, what role are United Ways playing as a convener? They always have. Has that become more so now over time? Well, I think community convening is changing in that there are so many actors who are convening communities. Mm -hmm. We've got anchor institutions, that's, that's hospitals and universities that are playing this role. We've got community foundations in this space. And I think we're seeing United Way is viewing themselves as one actor in a larger collective effort. So the United Way dynamic has been changing over time, uh, both within the United Way, out in society, workplace giving, changing, technology has played a role. You know, Laura, you mentioned kind of the three themes, health, education, and income stability. But again, how is that different from one community to the next? I mean, is it income stability for our senior citizens? Is it income stability for our neighbors who maybe only have a high school diploma? You know, what does that mean? And is it different in every community? The wonderful thing is it is different in every community, mm -hmm. right? Uh, some communities have said, we're going to tackle early childhood education because that impacts everything. Um, other communities have taken a obesity approach. Some mm -hmm. communities are focusing on workforce development. And so it really varies depending upon who's in what space, what the community needs are. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but you have so much research. You spend so much time taking a deep dive into this information. Where is this going? You know, five and 10 years from now, where do you see the United Way? The good news on this one, there's no wrong answer, right? I'm, just, <laughs> I'm asking you to speculate. I mean, what, where are the trends taking us, do you think? Well, I think some exciting things are happening. United Way has just announced the rollout of Salesforce, mm -hmm. um, a collaboration with Salesforce to engage people as lifelong donors. So rather than just tied to a workplace, like lifelong philanthropists. So I think we're going to see the United Way more in building this space of community philanthropy, engaging everyone in being a community philanthropist. So it's not just the individual gifts, it's trying to create this culture of philanthropy? Is culture of philanthropy saying? that's yeah. lifelong. Mm -hmm. Not just when I'm here at IUPUI giving through the state campaign, but capturing me as a donor throughout the range of my life. So in these podcasts, we always ask the question, so what? What do fundraisers need to know? What do they need to do? You know, do I try to define what I do in terms of health, education, and income security, or is it just such a stretch I should not think of United Ways anymore? What should those fundraisers be doing with this information? In a lot of communities, this change has been scary for partner organizations, particularly those that have been really reliant on the United Way for a long period of time. Most United Ways have tried to shift these relationships gradually and mm -hmm. with a great deal of sensitivity. Um, but I think it's an exciting time and it opens the field rather than just seeing the United Way as a funder to the United Way as a partner on many of the issues that you care about. The organization that is trying to mobilize the community on issues and bring other actors across sectors together. So I think it's exciting for community organizations. You know, when I have the opportunity to dive into the scholarly literature, which I do from time to time as we work on our curriculum at the fundraising school, I keep coming across the name Lori Parlberg. Lori is one of our most extensive researchers in a wide range of philanthropy, including these community philanthropy topics related to community foundations and United Ways. And we're so fortunate uh, that Lori is a colleague of ours through the Charles Stewart Mott 
chair on community foundations and you can find her research on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu and there's a research tab there as well as uh, information on this Mott chair that you can apply. We take great pride in translating research to practice. Uh, that information then goes into our courses at the fundraising school. 15 courses in 15 cities. Uh, we also have custom training that we can bring to you in your local nonprofit, uh, maybe perhaps an association that you have of similar nonprofits, and of course in your local region. Sometimes, in fact, we're hosted by United Ways and by community foundations to bring that training about. We have quarterly webinars, we have these weekly podcasts, a wide range of resources that we can bring to you as we're fortunate to work alongside experts like Lori and then translate that into effective fundraising practice. I'm Bill Stanjakevich. You are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.